Hello folks, welcome to another episode of Yogi Day's Hobby Podcast, the podcast where I talk about everything in tabletop gaming, from tabletop RPGs to tabletop board games, tabletop war games, and tabletop card games even occasionally, um, and everything those particular um, hobby is in, in tail, because, well, um, tabletop gaming is, you know, an amalgam of all of them. It can be one hobby or it can be many hobbies um, because they don't always intersect. Uh, so, uh, I'm going to start with plugging all of the stuff that I've got to plug. Um, if you bear with me, uh, it'll be a wee bit of time. As always, um, Legends of Aman Sharon. Um, is the first thing we're going to plug. Um, it is on DriveThruRPG and itch.io. If you go to Hamantron Publishing on um, DriveThruRPG and then just type in Legends of Hamantron on itch. I will leave the links at the bottom of the notes. Uh, but um, if you want to do research and stuff, you can find them. Um, we're currently in the second playtest version. Um, we have already <laughs> updated the version since the 23rd of December when it went up. Um, if you want to get the most up-to-date character creation and psionic rules, um, they are on the Patreon. So Legends of Hammond should on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. You can join the Patreon, which will have completed artwork. I'm no longer putting completed artwork up on um, Facebook or Twitter or anything like that. Um, there will be soon. There'll be exclusive to Patreon adventures. There'll be um, sneak peeks before everything else. Everyone else gets to see it, um, and obviously, when we are. Um, doing rules and we change them in between uh, the different the upload the updates and um, they'll be there on Patreon as well. Um, the reason that the Psionic rules were ch- changed so quickly um, were because um, Graham Barber, who is also a POC gamer, um, he does the blog POCGamer.com um, his YouTube channel is POCGamer he also does a um, Twitch channel um, Pans Online um, where he does a show I can't remember the name of it for the top of my head but um, yeah his original idea for um, Psionic the change to Psionic rules so it wasn't like Magic rules uh, is where these new psionic rules are based and I had to get his permission um, to use them um, and use and give him a um, cre- and credit him for the rules um, because that's this is the thing um, is if you are going to use rules from somebody else like fucking straight up go right you're person that thingy this really um, I just fitted them to my system 
you have to credit them, you have to get their permission, it's the only ethical fucking thing to do. Um, um, yeah, as I was saying, it's the only ethical thing to do. Um, and, you know, it's the only fair thing to do. <laughs> because he's the one that came up with the original idea. Yes, I have fitted it so it fits in the, the rule set. Um, but, you know, I haven't taken it quite as far as he took it because, but, um, you know, I don't think I could go that far right now. Um, but I might, I might, um, hit him up for, um, an update and give him some money when we've got some money. Um, which is the whole point of the Patreon, by the way. Um, and also what I'm going to plug next. Um, so as I said, um, Graham Barber, uh, POC Gamer, form at POC Gamer uh, on Twitch, or Twitch on Twitter, um, and on his um, pinned post, he's got all the links and everything there. Um, so the other thing I have is Haman Sharon Apparel. Um, the new, it's Haman Sharon Publishing Apparel. Um, if you type, uh, I'll put the links in the bottom. Um, right now, the only things on them are cast iron tatty swan t-shirts um, and other apparel um, with the cast iron tatty swan uh, <laughs> logo I put on. Um, cast iron tatty swan is essentially one of the things that I am known for on Twitter. Um, it's basically it means um, it means what it means. Um, I'm not going to explain it on here, but you know, there's t-shirts, there's jumpers, there's hoodies, there's loads of different things. I'm going to upload some products that have the new logo for Legends of Hammer and Tron, and when Sammy Boy gets the publishing. Um, logo sorted or at least the temporary ones before I get uh, um, somebody to fix them for us um, graphic designer to sort them for us um, we're gonna use them on t-shirts and what have you and we'll have artwork for the covers right now the temporary covers um, obviously that I'm doing because at some point we really want somebody with some art knowledge real art knowledge to do some art for us um, but we need money that's it, that's the thing and I'll talk about it in the podcast we don't have any money we need money so we're selling t-shirts, we're selling hoodies we're selling mugs, we're selling all, uh, all these things on Ham Anchor on Publishing Apparel um, and this will continue through forever as long as Hammer on Publishing is going around we'll do artwork um, we have other ideas for other settings so stuff for that will be on there you know um, so future like for the future we will be doing a product link an apparel link um, I think it's a brilliant thing to do I mean honestly there's not many companies that do it, um, but you make it part of the brand from the beginning, and people will pick up on it. Um, so yeah, that's all the plugging I've got. I will 
put the links in the bottom um, in the notes and you can click to your heart's content so um, we will get on with the actual podcast after all of that it took quite a long time um, as I do sometimes so what I'm going to talk about is obviously Legends of Amman's run and how things are going with it and the future um, of the game and the line and everything else so the first thing I'm going to talk about is what people don't tell you when you are doing something this a project like this that you are bringing from the ground up now a lot of people build um, a system or borrow a system and make it fit their like the edit a system to fit their game and fit their world and fit their setting and all this that kind of stuff so people might people might straight up use D and D five e to um, yeah they might use D and D five e as a straight up like let's use this for the world um, they might use Pathfinder they might use they might use anything um, for the world that they're using Genesis or it, it doesn't really matter but they might edit it a little bit to fit all the stuff that they're going to do building a system from the ground up you use your experience you use your knowledge um, but it only gets you so fucking far because I mean our system it's trying to find balance it's trying to figure out like um, so this so danger rating danger rating is a difficult one for us to figure out because obviously danger rating changes with the party um, the, the actual experience that you're going to pick up from a danger rating so if your danger rating goes up then you're, it's that sliding scale of your danger rating goes up your enemy's danger rating goes down the less experience you get for them all this, that kind of stuff um, because the stronger you get the weaker they there's not the weaker they get but they haven't changed whereas you have you know that particular adversary um, hasn't changed their you know stats um, so from yeah, so they you know from your perspective they haven't changed you know their stats haven't changed their abilities haven't changed but you can more readily defeat them um, whereas you know if you were danger rating 1 and the enemy was danger rating 9 there was no way you are going to defeat them but if you're danger rating 7 and they're still danger rating 9 you have a far more likely chance of beating them um, so that that's an example of something that you need to find works right um, character creation has been a bugbear um, because it takes a long time um, and you don't want a character creation that takes more than half an hour 45 minutes um, or took and I'll upload it um, when I finished editing it together um, 
and taking out the bits that I can't put in because I was on phone calls with people. Um, there are bits missed, but it took about an hour and a half to do character creation for six, six or seven people. Not that there was meant to be that many people, um, and if I have my way, there won't be that many people again. Where while it um, allows you to see how many people you could actually physically sit in a game, it's a lot, especially in a playtest, especially in an early playtest, and especially when people aren't fucking invited. I'll not get into that rant, but you know. Um, people sit down at the table and just sit down without being invited it's not good for um, but anyway we'll not get we'll not get into that we'll deal with other things so your character creation we are going to have to put it into we are going to have to build a model uh, a computer model of the character generation system and then digital then build the digital um, character creation but we've got to figure out wh what holes we have in it obviously we've got talents and we've got some skills that need to get added um, there's pursuits that need to get input in there's species specific um, upbringings that need to get put in but this is all stuff that has to work gradually. You have to, you have to build enough species. You have to build enough pursuits and upbringings to test the system um, and these kind of things. That's not that's that's the thing that nobody tells you that if you're going to build it from the ground up, it's going to be much harder than somebody that's already got a system. Um, whether it's a two D the two D twenty system that the Diffies use. You know, you can build stuff around that. Um, the D100 that Zweihander uses, um, that's similar to the Warhammer Fantasy one and the Dark Heresy one. So you have... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It? Um, you have... Uh, contemporaries. You have a contemporary system that you can use. Or you just play and use that one, that system. You just take it and make the changes that you need to professions and all this that kind of stuff um, to help you out when you are building a brand new system there are a lot of stumbling blocks the the main one has always been within the group um, has been the two car, the two decks that you put together to make the fake deck now I always thought it was an interesting thing you know, there's the possibility of getting two red jokers at some point, or two black jokers at some point, and, you know, cards that tie um, each other up. But, with one of the writers, I'll, I'll see who it was, it was Alistair. Um, Alistair has always had an issue with it, because it's the relativity, the you don't have more chance of getting this card than that card, it's just... And it was never about relativity. It was never about the this that. I just thought it was an interesting idea to throw two card decks together. And he has attempted on a number of occasions to convince me that it's probably not 
a great idea or it isn't a good idea or whatever he's been trying to convince me of um, but the last session that we played it convinced me it gave me a reasonable argument for me to take it out um, which was if somebody is using a deck of cards for a single deck of cards it's fine you can buy a deck of cards and just use that deck of cards but if you're putting two decks of cards together every single time that you're playing it, you need those two decks of cards. Or you can use, like, some people use the Malfoy decks, uh, the Malfoy Fate decks, to. So you ha I'm going to have to put two Fate decks together um, and sleeve them. Or. It was a practicality. That's the thing about it. It's an interesting change, it's an interesting shift, it was never about it's the practicality of it. If it's not fucking practical, don't fucking use it. That's it. It isn't practical. It isn't practical for somebody to keep two dex cards together and, you know, not want to use them. I mean, that cards are cheap. You know, you can buy a pound deck of cards. It's not that expensive. But that's two decks of cards, that's two pound. Um, there is a plan in the future to have our own fake deck, our own, well, not going to call it a fake deck, I still haven't changed my, I haven't, still haven't fucking decided what I'm going to use the name for, but, um, or use the name, um, make the name. Um, I've got a couple of different ideas in my head that I'm going to eventually figure it out, um, but, we're eventually going to sell that, but we don't want it so everyone has to go out and actually buy the Fate Deck. It'd be nice if you did, but not everyone is going to want to. A lot of people are just going to want to buy the deck, buy the, um, buy the deck, buy the, the rule books. And, and use them and use whatever cards because loads of people have got different cards I mean as I said Malfoy deck, fake decks I've got like four of them um, at least so you know people are going to want to use them people are going to want to use whatever card decks that they've got um, and the practicality issue um, makes sense that's it I like the idea of the two decks but if somebody can convince me on a practicality issue, then I'm going to be like, no, that's fine. That is absolutely fine. That's the thing. You have to be able to compromise in your ideas. I liked the idea. I thought it was really fun and interesting, but there's a practicality issue. So that shifted to like, actually, you've got a point. We'll try the single deck. Um... I mean, at the end of the day, you're not likely to get through 108 cards from two decks in a single sitting. Unless you're sitting for 12 hours, you might, though I doubt it. Even if it was a combat-heavy... Well, no, if it was a combat-heavy... Um, no, because you might die by the time that point came around. Or you, you've had so much experience that, you know... The next time you rest, you're going up about three or four levels. Um, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, 
you know that that's it. You, the thing that you, you learn when you're building your own system is it takes time, it takes patience, it takes compromise, and it takes you receiving and like looking at the advice that you get and going right okay this works this doesn't work I mean the the original character creation was an idea that I had I thought this is a really good idea this this will work this will this this will that this will the next thing it doesn't it didn't it wasn't a practical again practicality it wasn't a practical thing it took forever for you to go through all the different tables and what have you um, and you know that's it as I said the character creation as it is right now takes far too bloody long um, as it is um, and before that it was taking two or three hours to build characters for me and one of the other um, writers who know that character generation in and out because between the two of us we've built it um, <clears throat> we can do it in very short times I can do it in about 25-30 minutes he can do that what we want is for it to take 45 minutes total to build your characters um, whether or not you are experienced in doing it or not and that's the thing that you have to look at as well practicality how much time does it take to build um, characters? Do you have to have a session zero? Session zeros are good, and that you know, players, especially for players that have not um, played together before, it's good to get to know each other. It's good to um, build rapport and all this, that kind of stuff. Because otherwise, you know, you could meet, you just couldn't have that. You find the the gelling. Um, whether or not you use gel, gel together and all the rest of that kind of thing so session zeros are good but also do you want to spend two hours building a character three hours building a character lots of people will tell you no lots of people will be like well why in the hell have I spent this amount of time um, spending you know just building characters Um Lots of people want to put lots of backstory into the characters, but you know, we'll, we'll get to that at some point. Um, yeah, I mean, these things are difficult to navigate. People don't tell you that because nobody wants to give you the information. Um, nobody wants to give away the secrets. Um, but you know, that's other people. I don't mind. Uh, it's that's the thing. I mean, we've been at this nine months, mm, maybe not eight months. I mean, I've had it in my head for twenty fucking years, but that's neither here nor there. Um, it has been nine months, eight or nine months, since we started this project. And we have got 
a system, a very basic system, um, that keeps on getting built on and added to, and that's the thing. Get the basic system down. The the flip and roll system is okay. Yes, we've removed one deck of cards, but it doesn't change the system. It doesn't change the idea behind the system. It doesn't change the mechanics of the system. You get the mechanics down, then you've got it. The mechanics are down. That's it. I have the mechanics down. I can. I can see. They work because they do work. Um, you know the reason that starting out characters have got such low probability of doing things except the things they're really good at is that they're 18 to 21, 22 um, they should not be experts in what they're doing yeah, yeah. that's the thing that drives me nuts about some other systems is characters at 18, 19, 20 come out of school or whatever it is they're coming out of or the equivalent age depending on the species um, and they're super at this and super at that and super at the next thing it's like dude at, when I was 19, 20, 21 I was shit at everything I had no experience or the jobs that I did have experience in you know it wasn't that much experience it wasn't and it, I wouldn't call myself an expert I wouldn't call myself an expert in security now, and I've been doing it on and off for fucking, what, 18 years? Maybe a bit shorter than that, but never mind. Um, for a long time. I've been doing it on and off for a long time. I'm not a security expert. I could not call myself a security expert because I've taken time off. Even though I have roughly about 10 years experience from it, still... I still have to learn things. I still have to know things. I have to, you know, have to keep up with things. So, at 36, coming on 37, if I don't have, I have 10 years, as I'm saying, I've got 10 years experience. If I do not know, if I'm not an expert, then an 18, 19, 20 year old definitely is no fucking expert. Unless there's a fluke of, luck, fluke of luck, um or they're genetically predisposed to that particular profession, or you know they have a long, long history, um, like from birth with that particular um, that profession, and fate is not always that kind. Fight, fate does not always give you that. Um, so, you know, that's the reason that the system is the way that it is. You know, most checks are going to be under 10. You're going to have to be rolling under 10. Um, even for, you know, for difficult and <laughs> really difficult and then almost impossible, you're going to be rolling like 7s and fours and twos and ones you might have to get a critical in order just to pass but there you go you need to roll a critical on a roll to pass the test that's fine that that should be how it is you shouldn't be at 19, 20 year old being able to 
then as I said there is the flukes of nature there are the footballers that are absolutely experts and amazing at 18-19 there are people that can do I mean Greta Thunberg you know she's very very intelligent um, she's very well spoken she can talk to you at her young age uh, and you know these kind of things there are the predisposed people that are an expert in their field but at everything else they're going to be shit you know um, and that's the idea behind it you do not grow that expertise until you're older and more able um, which is why the system is the way it is um, as I said that's the whole idea behind it it drives me bonkers when you play a game like D&D where you're a level 1 character level 1 and you can Ginsu an entire army I've seen it, I've seen builds or could blow up stuff like left, right and centre with spells trust me I've seen it um, sometimes it can be hilarious but sometimes it's like dude, really which is why I like the infinity system you have an X number of years um, in your path you obviously grow up you have your childhood, you have your background, you have your adolescence and then you can choose up to X number of professions but it takes you up to an age if you are, I mean my character in Infinity is you know, Special Forces, he's 35 yes I know he's around about the same age as me when we started but that was that wasn't actually the idea it was just the way that the, the years rolled um, but he's had four professions pretty much um, or four he said you know he's been a bodyguard he's been a noble he's been well he's been a clay modulist he's been a noble and he's been a soldier he's been a soldier for the vast majority of his adult life um, but that's the thing he has had that experience he is a combat expert he's a ballistic expert but he's not great at everything else he's alright at a lot of things he's stealthy um, but there are a lot of things he's not good at because he has trained to be what he is but he's also had experience outside of it that makes him able to do things other than what he is good at relatively okay relatively not massively brilliant but relatively okay <clears throat> and that's that's the thing his life experiences led him to that my life experiences led me to be good at IT stuff because I've been doing it for on and off for 15 years um, same as with security um, because I've been doing it on and off for X many years I have knowledge in various bits and pieces I mean the stuff that I do know IT wise I can do backwards and forwards I can do blindfolded I don't need a, um, it's muscle memory for me it's like right okay that's there that's there that's there even in a new version of Windows, new version of server, I eventually find it and I can do it very easily. Because I've been doing it for so long, I have that expertise. You shouldn't have it. 
right off the bat um, unless as I said you're a savant um, but that's that's the why that's why the system is the way that it is and people have complained about it um, and gone oh well that's why is it like this? Why is it like that? Why is it? it's like well because of this, because of that, because of the next thing? You just go right. It's logical to me that a person who is so eighteen, nineteen, twenty, maybe even younger, is relatively okay at this thing, but not great at anything else. Um, as long as they've been training to do this thing, you know. A, um, a mage is going to be really good at magic um, but not so great at anything else um, a war mage is going to be decent at close combat and also decent at magic they're not going to be awesome at either of them because they've split their focus um, again same with the psionic same with uh, a split profession character. You know, they are going to be good at... A lot, they're going to be reasonably good at a lot of things, but they're not going to be great at them. And that is because they are young, they have spent X amount of time doing this and that, and X amount of time of doing this and that. Whatever the whatever the professions have them do. Um, so, that is is balancing it properly so that they are they, they are I mean I know it's a fantasy world and I know it's whatever it is but balancing that so they all are logically the way that they are and as I said there's people that have complained about the way that the the um, characters can run out but it's like eh it's the luck of this. That's the thing. It's the luck of the draw. It's the luck of. It's the luck that you get. I mean, you can roll very, very badly in D and D, and get, um, you know, characters who have. I, I I've done it. Um, I have rolled characters that have, what six, for stats, six for stats really bad. Um, absolutely no fucking charisma whatsoever. Um, your intelligence is not great. Um, your wisdom is terrible. Um, you are very, very weak. Um, or you are very, very slow. Or whatever it is. And slow physically. Um, whatever that has taken you to, it's not great. And there's characters in Legends that are going to be like that. I mean, Alistair's character in one of the playtests has not got an ability above five, I don't think. Um, and he's... I mean, he complains about it. He's it's like, well, mate, this, that, that happens. Yes, I flipped a character who has nothing under a six. I'm pretty sure. I'm going to tell you for sure in a second. Um, where 
as I bring him up. Um, yeah, he's got well, he's well, no, he's well, he's on a six. Yeah, so he's got nothing under a six, which um, isn't that bad in Legends, to be honest. Six is like a ten, and D and D. So, you know, he's okay. Um, he's got a couple of eights, a couple of sevens. Not that many, you know, but there's a couple. And there's going to be characters that are much better than that. There's going to be characters that start out with eights, nines, and tens, and elevens. Or some of their abilities are going to be eights, nines, tens, and elevens. That's just how it's going to be. Um, that's how they're going to come out. As I said, it's the luck of the draw. Because it's random characters, you don't... I mean, we're going to give GMs the, the permission to just let their, their um, um, players flip just the first card for their abilities. And then decide what background and what species and what pursuit that you're going to play. Excuse me. Oof, sorry about that. Um, yeah, so we're gonna have you're gonna have that ability to do that if you want to. It's up to the GM, but you're still gonna be flipping for stats, starting stats. You're still gonna be flipping for skills, for talents, for spells and spells per day, or power points for silence. Um, so you know, yes, there's a randomness to it. And there's a huge randomness to it. If you draw really, really, really good cards, you know, if you draw a red joker for your stats, you draw a red joker for. Well, you can't draw a red joker. You can't draw, draw two red jokers. I'm going to draw one. Uh, draw a red joker, you draw a king or four kings. You're going to be an absolute beast of a character. Um. Yeah, so if you draw four kings for your abilities, you're going to play, be playing an absolute beast of a character. But, that's the luck of the draw. It's the luck of fate. You've got an extra fate point. You've got all those extra talents and skills and spells and spells per day. You are going to be a fairly fucking awesome... Well, maybe not fucking awesome, but a fairly good mage character coming out of or magical character coming out of the starting blocks but you know you're also going to have issues with upgrading your abilities um, and your skills and your spells you're going to have to spend more XP to upgrade your abilities, upgrade your skills upgrade your spells because you have higher spell point counts, which yes, early on is going to help you out a lot, um, but it's also going to balance itself out. A player with low abilities, they can build themselves up over time, and they can do it quicker than somebody else could build their abilities up. That's the balance of the XP system. It costs more. To upgrade higher 
to add more to your skills, add more to your your abilities, add more to your spell points, power points, um, to spells or powers. Um, that is the balance of the XP system. Balance is a thing I wanted to talk about as well. Balance for balance sake is not fucking good. Do not balance your system just because you want all the players, all the all the pursuits balanced, all the species balanced, the skills balanced, x x x. Balance for balance sake is not a good thing because there are good people. There are people who are good at things. There are people who are shit at things. The fact that the matter is life is not fucking balanced. Life is but not balanced out. Um, it's just a fact. Life is not balanced out. Um, and you got to you got to accept that. You got to go right. Okay, that's fine. You have to balance them relatively. You have to go right. Okay, so give every species x extras. Give every pursuit x extras. Give every upbringing x extras. And you work it out to how you go right. Okay, so a warrior would be trained in this many talents, so the weapon talents, armor talents, whatever it is, and then they'd have X number. Wizards have spells, or mages have spells, so they don't have as many talents. Um, but they still probably have relatively as many skills. Or they might have a wee bit more skills. You, you figure out what you think the average mage would be trained in, the average cleric, Templar, um, average pardon, average shaman, witch, what have you, what they would know, and that's it. And you don't go, oh, I'm going to balance it for this. Every species, sorry, not every species, but every pursuit has got x number of twos and threes, um, and then plus ones, and then every pursuit is the same. You've got three, two threes, um, four twos, and two ones, or the rest of ones. I can't remember the balance that we've got on that, but that's balancing the extras. Trying to balance it that so that every character pursuit and every species and every fucking upbringing is exactly the same is not going to work. You grow up an oboe, you are going to be better off, wealthier, better schooling, probably better martial training than even the military, um, upbringing, and you're going to know a lot more, right? It's just a fact. You grow up rich, you're going to know more. You're being a pompous wee shithead for the most part, but that's beside the point. Um you grow up like that, you're going to have way more um, in your favour than somebody that grew up on the streets. Somebody that grew up very, very poor or grew up sleeping rough. You are going to have way more knowledge of um, 
like learned things, educational knowledge. Um, whereas they're going to have street smarts, they're going to have, they're going to have grown up knowing this and that and the next thing. It all balances itself out eventually. That's it. Do not put balance in for balance sake. Um, this is going to be a whole ham engineer on episode. There's going to be no ranting. I believe well, there was a little bit of ranting, but oh. <laughs> We'll not get into that. Um, yeah, so no balance for balance sake. Um, little bits and pieces about the world of Hammond Sean as well now. Um, so for the last 30 to 40 years on Hammond Sean, they have been using construction mix. Um, so there are um, steampunk and magic. Um, powered or steam and magic powered um, mechs that do construction work they do a lot of commercial stuff like um, loading crates and stuff onto ships and um, hazardous terrain work and all the rest that kind of stuff that you could put somebody not in a mech in that situation um, so Last 30 40 years, they've been using them in gladiatorial rings. Um, so, there's actual circuits that at one point in time might have been used for chariot racing or uh, amphitheaters for gladiator, like people gladiators, as in humans and elves and dwarves and wolf um, dogmen and cat people and free people. Fighting and uh, as gladiators to make lots of money. Um, so, at about 30 or 40 years ago, there are some of them that started taking construction mechs and modifying them for gladiatorial combat. Now, <laughs> at some point, we will be writing rules so you can. Um, use these mech um, in Legends and you will be allowed to become gladiators in the arenas yourselves um, also um, I've decided where I'm going to drop the dinosaurs on Hamantura it will be on Escadoria I am fairly sure I said more than wrong yeah, so Escadoria is where the dinosaurs are going to be. Um, on Escadoria, there's a lot of dark empires. Um, there are good civilizations that are holding back the dark on Escadoria, but um, they're lesser powers than the dark powers let's just put it that way um, and on obviously on Escadoria instead of riding like horses or, or various other things they ride dinosaurs and they use dinosaurs for beasts of burden but there are the dinosaurs where they just let roam and um, don't try and fuck with them because really there's no point because well there is a point but 
um, it, a lot of the time it's more hassle than it's worth um, so yeah, that's where the dinosaurs are going and we'll have mechs in it as well um, the reason I put it on Escadoria um, is Escadoria is the one place I have never actually ran a campaign on um, it's always been there it's like the island chains the island chains have always been there um, they've always been there for ideas for potential campaigns but never actually played on and played in um, over 20 years of gaming um, in Hammondshire on uh, it's the problem is with it has always been I haven't really had anyone that wanted to do a dark campaign and for me for a long time Escadoria was it was purely um, dark um, species ruled you know the good guys were few and far between and you know most of them were in hiding trying to keep from um, getting killed off by the dark things changed um, the world has changed I mean we've got I think I've gone through three ages no two ages since I um, started working on the game like the actual period where the setting is from second sixth age seventh age my brain fucking forgets these things all the time. Um, there we are. Sixth age. So we're currently in six, 1782 of the sixth age of Hamanstron. Um, and the dark age was the third age. Fourth age. Third age. Fourth age. Fourth age. So we've gone from. I've, I've gone from the third age and, and completely skipped the dark age. Um, there is you can play that we played Pathfinder in the 3rd age never played it in the 4th age or the 5th age um, and we're in the 6th age um, so you know I've gone from how long ago is it now like 6,000 6, years ago on, on Hamadron playing then to now, so there is a massive time skip, um, and trying to build a world around that, and rebuild the world around that, because I've had to redraw maps. I'm having to redraw various bits and pieces. Um, yeah, so things change a lot. There's countries' names have changed. Countries, where countries are, and um, the size of countries. All these different things have changed from um, the previous maps that I've run. Um, Valentaria, uh, or Valentaris, is actually bigger than it was, if I remember right. Um, and it's not because, you know, they've invaded anyone, it's because somebody has petitioned to join Valentaris. And that's happened, and then you know things have gone. I mean, Estradoris, there's countries that aren't there. There's the rivers and the mountains, and there's been shifts um, and things. So there have been changes. 
and that's you know you have to do that especially when it's you know a new game there's there's shifts and there's shifts in the real world that you've got to take into account um, and you've got to go right okay this is how it was when I first started it and this is how the world was and you shift in order to make it right with the world I mean you just have to do that because I've changed I mean I've changed in the 8 years since we played this Mm, I think it's eight years, maybe six. I mean, I've changed a lot since the last campaign we played in it. Um, my life changed completely. Um, you know, so life veers off in different directions. Um, and that's just how it is. Uh, so, Haman Shrone has changed. Um, the characters have changed. The... Historical characters are still there, but you know, um, I've had to change a lot of things. Um, I've had had to change stories. I've had to change uh, the origins of this people, that people, the next people. Um, and yeah, there's, so there's been a lot of things that have been changing in in the world, and it's it's had to I've had to adapt. It with changing times and that's fine that's something you should be doing um, same as you know you should be adapting you know you should adapt everything to how the world is and how the world should be um, and, anyway um, I'm not going to get into that now. I'll get into it at some point but that'll be a whole podcast in itself um, so yeah one of the other things that you should, if you are going to build your own system, and I encourage you to do your own thing, don't just build on somebody else's thing, which is fine. Um, if you want to do that, that's that's up to you. But I think that building your own system is a great idea and a great thing to do. Anyway, adventures. If you're going to do playtests, have a campaign already written and have a whole bunch of adventures already written because I'm having the problem that I am writing two different campaigns Sam's writing another campaign um, we've got two adventures one of which has been published um, one of which has not been because I need to fix a whole load of things um, not it's cosmetic fixes but it still needs to get um, a bit of a fix which means there's not a lot of stuff for people to play they can play this bit over this bit of a campaign over and over and over again but there's only so many times you can play that um, or you can play the adventure over and over and over again to change, check the system it's I know it's a bit of a clusterfuck to be honest and it's my fault I didn't think ahead I thought I just want to get the rules out and I want to get these adventures out and all this that kind of stuff so um, kind of mid-February because um, I can't give an exact date because I don't know when I'm going to be finished but um, the 
first campaign that we started. Um, uh, Something Rotten and Band Rover Part 1 um, will be updated and we will also be releasing another campaign. I haven't decided on the name of it yet. Um, it's in the one of the other of the three continents, the tri-continent um, part of the world. Um, so I'm writing it one in Fincalis and Sam is writing one in Thulos. The reason um, that I'm doing that is because um, you want the ability to go from um, Estradoris to Fincalis to Thulos. So you're bouncing around that that's where the early campaigns are going to be and where the early um, source books are going to be because um, the other three continents are so big themselves um, and have such um, background to them that they will take an extra amount of time to do them yes Millennius is the largest one um, uh, Valentaria is where the richest country in the world is um, and obviously um, Escadoria is where the dinosaurs are um, there's a lot more work involved in that but while I'm doing the playtest um, there are parts of you know, Escadoria uh, that have written this part of Fincalis that are written and there's part of Thulos that are written but these are the places where the most changes have happened so I can play about with them a lot more um, than I can with the obviously the places that I've got and Escadoria is going to take a lot more planning it's going to actually have to be planned out um, rather than I'm just putting it together on the fly at points um, it's going to happen because obviously of the dynamics of Escadoria and everything else that goes on there um, so the tri-continent is where we're going to concentrate probably for the entirety of the um, playtest and then we will do the island change and we'll do the other continents while we are doing um, the final write-ups and stuff after the Kickstarter, which I am planning probably not October, maybe October next year. Um, so that's that's kind of my idea where it's going to be, and then from there there'll be another year. Um, of playtesting and I'm going to give you it straight it's going to be about 2-3 years before 2.5-3 years before a fully completed version of this game will come out as long as it's out before my 40th birthday that is my idea behind it my, well, my plan is I do not want to be still doing this and still talking about it in 3 fucking years and I will be uh, talking about how we're 
having problems funding it, having problems doing this, having problems doing that. Can't get artists to do this, can't get them because we don't have the money. I don't want to be doing that in three years. I want to be going, it's coming out. Um, the Kickstarter backers have already got theirs and um, it's coming out now. This time in two years. Three years maybe. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's the thing I want it to be ready and out and published printed everything before I turn 40 so I've got 3 years um, that's why I'm saying not this October next October for Kickstarter maybe um, so we've got a year in between um Well, I actually, I it'd be out now. The plan is get through the next year and a half um, or so without the Kickstarter, and then in a year, a year in October, do the Kickstarter and say it'll be ready in a year, and stick to that. And which means you've I've got six months to get all the artwork together. And all the editing done, and then printers. Printers print all the different versions of it. There you go. Um, so yeah, that's the plan. Anyway, that's that's the, that's the basic plan in my head. That two years in October, it'll be printing or getting ready to ship um, to the Kickstarter backers, and then um, doing the. Oh, excuse me. Uh, the actual release of it to shops and what have you. Um, two years now. Two years from now. Oh no, three years from now. Max. It's it's not an unambitious plan because obviously there is a lot of work involved um, but I think given how much time it's taking to get where we are it will probably take that long to get where I want it to be so then you, there you go, you know the plan um, also after um, we have released this um, and hopefully we actually have a publishing company and I actually have people that can that work for me. Um the plan is to do another setting. Um which will be a sci fi one. Um and again that will probably be a three year um timeline. Just because I mean we'll have this basic system already done because it'll be the same system as Legends, but um, at the same time as we'll be doing that, we will be doing stuff for Legends. So, um, yeah, uh, that's the idea. It's um, it'll have mechs in it as well, which is cool. Um, but it'll also be magic as well, and magic and psionics, and there'll, there'll be the same kind of 
magical psionic system, but sci-fi weapons and armor and spaceships and intrigue and all these things. Tech use. Um, I already have an idea in my head, just so you know. So yeah, that's that's the that's the plan after we finish. Well, we don't finish Hamantron, but finish that particular period of busy, busy, busy. We'll be working on different things for Hamantron, but we'll also be working on this other setting. And then after that, um, I don't know. Hopefully we have a company. Hopefully we can pay people to actually um, do lots of things. Obviously I'd be involved quite a lot, and Sam probably as well. Um, but yeah I have many plans however many of them come to fruition I don't know but this will get released be in no doubt of the fact that this game will be released and will release it into the world will start the company all these things will happen it's just taking time Um, so uh, that is it for today as always um, if you're enjoying Legend, um, Legends Hammer Show the podcast uh, pass it on your friends um, review it, rate it do whatever you do on your particular podcast platform it helps a lot um, if people actually do that because um, it builds the knowledge and ratings for a small podcast like this are huge um, it lets you you know, people see it and go oh somebody's enjoying this, I'll have a go and um, see what it's like um, again, Hammond's on Publishing Apparel um, in the next day or two I'm going to upload t-shirts and stuff with new logos Um what else, what else, what else, what else, oh yeah Patreon, links are on 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 the Twitter somewhere, but if you put in Legends Hammer and and Patreon, you will get it um, drive through RPG and itch.io for the um, Legends Hammer and Tron downloads uh, the, as I said, second edition of the rules are there so you can download that and um, next week will be the Infinity RPG podcast again we played last night so I need to get that edited together because it's two different voice sources this time um, that's going to take some time um, I am going to try and get some interviews done in the near future so I can use them for various things um, so there'll be various people I talk to um, throughout the industry and throughout gaming. Um, so yeah, hopefully near future get a lot of them done. Do, do, do. I do not think there's anything else in there. Oh yeah, as 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 I said before, POC gamer, um, Graham Barber. Go follow him on Twitter um, and um, find out he's. Go and look at his blog because it's very interesting, very insightful um, reviews of products, and he talks about 
a lot of stuff about world lore and how it's built and all these these kinds of things. Really interesting. Good guy too. So, uh, yeah. That's it. Uh, I'm going to say good day and happy hobby.